do the just be, be a smoker in the back. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I mean, like, what is happening? Why? Like, Is that good? I don't know. I don't. Is that good enough? All right. What's next? What do you want next? Is anyone else disgusted by the Zoom logo? <laughs> I thought you were gonna say me. No, supposed <laughs> to just hate Tim. This, this, this Z in my <laughs> taskbar here is, is just horrible. Anyone else disgusted by Tim? <laughs> just <laughs> <laughs> it's across the board. Oh wait, is he in here? Shit! <laughs> Damn. Damn. <laughs>Hello and welcome to Damon Patch Podcast, episode 434. I'm your host, Ryan Johnson. Uh, the whole gang's here. Tim Spence, how you doing? I'm here. How's it going? Hey, Adrian Petty? I'm also here. How's it going? Good. Uh, and uh, Matt Lawrence? Oh, sure. Answers Adrian. It doesn't answer me. I see how it is. <laughs> well, I mean... <laughs> it's one of those what things... What do you mean, well, just... <laughs> I mean? Don't try to justify yourself now. I was just making no, a joke. Sometimes... And now you're, now you're Sometimes the how you how, how's it going or how you doing those it, are just a greeting. Uh, it's not yeah, meant I, to be answered. Yeah, the the other my my nephew he's thirteen or fourteen now thirteen anyways he has a he has a he has a girlfriend now he's in high school and I happened to me and my brother and my sister in law happened to be over at at like my sister's place and they were up they, they were she was over and they're upstairs hanging out and then he brings her down to to meet everyone but then he, he like he walks her into the kitchen and he goes uh, and he's like he's a 13 year old so he's like he's like mumbles and he's got like the, <laughs> the, the hair just hanging forward he's like this is my uncle juliano and then that's it and i'm like i'm across the room I'm like matthew i'm here too man like introduce your other uncle he's like, oh yeah yeah here's, here's my other uncle adriano it's like fuck <laughs> fuck <laughs> All right, well, let's hop into the stories for the week. Um, Matt's also here, by the way. I said Matt, you know that? <laughs> he, yeah. He did, uh, but then I, I was interrupted by the argument. <laughs> yeah. How you doing, Matt? I'm doing all right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> um, I found this story to be kind of interesting. The Xbox version of Redfall uh, cap- is capped at 30 FPS at launch, and the 60 FPS version is coming later. This is from IGN. So Bethesda has revealed that Redfall will be launching on Xbox consoles capped at 30 FPS. Uh, the so-called quality mode. Uh, and the uh, 60 FPS performance mode will come at a later date. Uh, revealed on Redfall's Twitter account. Um, and it kind of raised a lot of, uh, I don't know if anger is the right word, disappointment maybe. And I found that kind of shocking, the amount of uh, disappointment I, I've seen. Um, I guess the reason is that a lot of the footage for the game was shown at 60 FPS, but that's because I think it was showing the PC version, but you guys don't strike me as the guys who get too upset about frame rates. How do you guys feel about this? I always take frame rate over graphics. Consistent is best. Higher frame rate is better. 12 frames a second. 12 (laughs) frames a second. 12? What is this, Fallout 4? That's below your even, uh, your your film uh, bar. That's, That's animation film. Frame rate. That's what they usually. That's do. Wes 12? Anderson film. <laughs> well, a twelve a second. They do do it in two, so they double up. But they're only they're only drawing twelve frames per second. But they do each one twice, so you're still getting twenty four. But they they get lazy and they. So you, you, oh, yeah. Is you, it lazy or is it style? It's uh, it's a little bit of both. Because some some like Japanese uh, animators will do five. Only will do only um uh. They'll do it on fives, and then some will do one, so it's smoother, choppier, depending on how you do it. 
I'm curious though. They they said that the 60 FPS mode is going to come later, um, and a lot of people were saying, "Why not launch the game later?" But it's like, is is 60 FPS really that important to the the audience at large? Is it just the hardcore gamers that want 60 FPS, but the average gamer won't even notice or care, right? Those games, games they have its uh, fair share of troubles anyway, where they're already trying to work on getting rid of the online requirement, right? Yeah, because that was pretty controversial. The, and Adriano, you were telling us that the game is more centered on a single player kind of style, and you can bring friends in to play along with you. Um, but having it be a single player kind of focused game, have an always online connection is kind of uh, kind of odd. Yeah, so. Uh, from a podcaster that uh, and a YouTuber that I follow, he got it hands on, and the way he was describing it was um, that it's much more single player. It's open world single player than the promotion and the trailers let out. It seems to suggest the promotional material suggests like it's a Left for Dead or Back for Blood, but no, it's just it's a, there's a single player campaign to how how extravagant and how intricate it is. I, I'm not too sure. But then it's just there is a co- up to four player co-op option where you can pick your character and go on adventure with your friends. So I found that to be interesting. And that actually that didn't make me more or less interested in this game. I'm still probably going to check it out because um, it is on Game Pass. But I almost feel like the people who are argue- or who are complaining about the I think I think we hear people who complain about 60 frames a second because those are the people who are happen to be on the internet looking at this anyways. <laughs> yeah. If you were to the people who also there's probably equal amount of people or more who don't care, but they're not the ones online who are actually following it day to day or voicing their opinions. Cause they're, those are the people who are just going to walk into the store and buy it or play it anyways. Yeah. And uh, my family aren't gamers, but they definitely don't care about frame rate or even know what's like a thing, you know, and so I think that's probably the case for a lot of people. I mean, there are other games on the Xbox series consoles that run at 60 FPS, right? It's probably the majority of them. I think that's part of the disappointment, too, is that this is a first party title, which you usually expect a bit more of uh, effort into and polish I, 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 completion. Yeah. And, 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 is- and one of the things was that Microsoft pitched this console as the most powerful gaming console in the world. And then it's like it's just like they keep getting these disappointment things happening to it halo was kind of a, a bit of a odd launch a lot of people didn't like the online and they had the uh, redfall being announced um uh with the with the the online requirements and stuff you know so xbox has run into a bunch of little hurdles and it's just adding up so i don't think this singularly would be a normally a bad thing to announce but because it's on the you know the the the, the tail of a bunch of other like disappointing announcements well, my point just being that, like, if if somebody's playing, like, even a casual gamer is playing uh, another game and they get sixty FPS, no problem, and then they go to play Redfall, they're going to notice the dip in frame rate, right? You oh, definitely sure. notice when you're changing, yeah. So, um, because you said because you said uh, first party studio, and then I I was I was own, yeah, and they're owned by Bethesda, Bethesda, then yeah, so. Uh, the last game that they developed was Deathloop. <laughs> yeah. Now it's, now it's worth noting that the Dreadfall is 
developed by Arcane Austin, while Deathloop was developed by Arcane Lion. Um, they, but that was 2021. Who played that at launch? Anyone here play that? At I launch? did. Do you remember if that ran at sixty uh, off the bat? I mean, I don't know. I'd just be guessing if I answered. Hmm. One other thing that's concerning here, though, is that a promise for a feature down the road does not mean that it will happen. We saw the axing of Halo Infinite's couch co-op split screen. Oh, that got yeah. Completely axed. Thing, yeah. Infinite was going to have couch co-op? Yeah, they announced it as a later... Because co-op wasn't even a thing, not even online. And then they released the multiplayer... Uh, or sorry, the multiplayer co-op, like the online co-op beta. And then they said, oh, also, by the way, we're axing the split screen because we're working on something else, or I forget what the excuse was at the time. But... This is another Xbox title that is coming out with with something missing, possibly like foundationally missing. And then it's just like, well, you know, will it get done in the future? Even this online only uh, decision that was reversed, if they review like they release this thing, it does not have that. And then it gets too difficult to do and the game doesn't do all that great. What's the point in reversing the decision to say "Ah, it was too difficult? Sorry. And that was that. So. I mean, at least you pretty well have a guarantee of a feature not being removed in a future update if a, if a game launches with it. Uh, sorry, go ahead. Uh, back to your point, Adriano. Um, I'm just looking at an article here. This you said it was 2021 for Deathloop. Yeah this this article is from 2021. It says that uh, the PS5 version has three options, and one is a 60 FPS performance mode. What about, I'm curious about the Xbox because that's the comparable for. But it was an exclusive to PlayStation for a oh, year. Oh so. right, right. Yeah, so it just now I think came to Xbox, so they definitely had time to work on. So I guess, um, how did this? Was it just? Was their response to saying it's going to come later a response to people criticizing it, or were people I, criticizing it because it was officially announced that they were going to put it in later? Like, was I, it a chick? What chicken in the egg situation was it? No, I think it was in the original tweet. I'll just double check here, but I think they said it was coming in a later update in the original tweet. And yeah, this was it was like an official reveal. It wasn't. It wasn't a reveal. Okay, so that that I give a little bit more credibility because if they said yeah, because if they, if their response was after people complain about it, say yeah, we'll put it in later, then it's a okay. You're just. You had no intention or you were just you're trying to cater and make somebody happy after this. Yeah. So this is their initial tweet on April 12th. Redfall is launching an Xbox consoles with quality mode only Xbox Series X 4K at 30 FPS, Xbox Series S 1440p at 30 FPS. And then it says 60 FPS performance mode will be added via game update at a later date. Uh, I then that is a. In my opinion, that's a very understanding and a much more forgiving situation. But this is what I'm saying. I don't think this yeah. alone is an issue, but on the heels of a bunch of other disappointing Xbox announcements, um, it's it's odd. Yeah. A um, lot of games have been having trouble at launch recently. I kind of feel like we in the PS4 era, we had a lot of games launch, especially multiplayer games, where the servers were just garbage for days on end. And then that sort of got cleaned up with a lot of games, and some games certainly had it, but many didn't. And it started becoming more uh, common that you could play effectively play the, uh, an, an online game on day one with minimal disconnects and just play normally. Mm-hmm. And now we're kind of back to like, here, let's just launch garbage and patch it later. Well, it's a weird time right now because games are bigger than ever. They take longer to develop. 
They cost more to make. No one wants uh, crunch culture anymore, you know, and then everyone wants their games now and don't want to wait for them to be delayed. And so it's just like you have these like struggling wants of a, of a game dev. And I don't, it's just I don't think it's I mean, it's not all possible. of those points, except for the not wanting crunch culture anymore are the case at any time. Games mm-hmm. were always the biggest they've ever been and taking the most time to make and having the biggest budget they've ever had at the time. Oh, yeah, it's all been growing. Yeah. So, yeah. Also, there are a lot of games now where the amount of content is lacking and people might say, well, you know, the technology put into them, this and that. And, you know, I understand that. But the there are a lot of games that give you like this little nest egg at launch and then drip feed you content later. And it just kind of feels like, man, this, you know, enter in title here. This took five years, seven years, eight years, 10 years and was delayed by two years. And we have four hours of content and a lot of bugs. It's, and mm. it, I'm not a game dev, so I don't want to like necessarily judge the situation. But at the same time, it's sort of it is a question as what it, like what happened? What is going on here? I almost feel like they're focusing at least with AAA games, they're definitely focusing more on the visual spectacle of a game and and like almost map size, you know, over content. And maybe the content thing is part of a strategy to keep people on those games for longer, right? Even single player games, maybe they want to keep people playing longer. And so well, they might be that. Yeah. I'd be interested to see how like once Tears of the Kingdom launches, how it compares to like all the other major AAA releases cuz like it was delayed a number of times. It was supposed to come out in 2021 on the Wii. But then like COVID happened, right? And uh not on the Wii U, no. <laughs> oh wait, 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 wait. We're talking about Tears of the Kingdom? Tears of the Kingdom. I was oh, okay, sorry, I'm thinking Breath of the Wild, yeah. Um and uh like it was delayed a number of times they've just released like a whole bunch of trailers and stuff and like recently and the only thing the thing that i was thinking the most when that recent trailer came out like two days ago or whatever it was yesterday morning um was like this is what we get when we wait for a game like they you know everyone always online will put up a huge stink anytime something gets delayed but like a lot of the time it's worth it almost all the time it's worth it there's very rarely been a a game recently where it's been delayed because of whatever reason and then it turned out to not be worth the wait so i'll be interested to see like as these points that you're bringing up about um these games launching and, and people being disappointed in them if that's going to be the same case for tears of the kingdom or if it's not and if not why what's the difference mm-hmm on the heels of that Pokemon mess too, uh, one of I think arguably one of Nintendo's first blunders like that that I can remember anyway. Well, the Pokemon well, games in general have been getting kind of a lot of flack recently. Yeah, Pokemon. Well, Nintendo games have flopped before. Like the entire Wii U console was basically a flop, <laughs> despite um, despite selling a hundred and some odd million units. My Wii U gamepad is right here on my desk. Oh wait, sorry, I'm mixed up things again. Did you say Wii U or Wii? Wii U. Okay, yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, the Wii was not a flop. The Wii oh, was no. a huge success. I found, Wii U I found a terrible. Wii still hooked up in the wild. I was at a is in the kids' play section at the at the Toyota. <laughs> yeah. There's still a yeah, Wii man. hooked up there. That's what they are now. Like the Wii now is what like the Super Nintendo was when we were growing up, right? Like yeah. it's just it was just that thing that was there at your yeah. uncle's house kind of thing. And except now that it's 
Like I remember my friend, uh, my friend's grandparents had a Wii forever because it was their like media box. It's what they like booted up Netflix on and everything. Like that's what the Wii is for them. It's not <laughs> yeah. a game console. Do they use the Wii mote to, to select well, things yeah, on? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what they yeah. use it because it was like it's intuitive, right? It's a, it's a, it's it's a remote. It's the closest yeah. thing that those though that that generation can can fathom or relate to. In fact, the Wii U <laughs> didn't even have a Netflix app at launch. The or the yeah. uh, the Wii did. The Wii was able to play Netflix. Wii U couldn't. Yeah. Fucking amazing, and it's the size of three DVD cases. Just keep that in mind. You know, I, so go they, and buy a Wii today, folks. I'm, I'm sure these devs, though, are struggling with budgets because, you know, I'm thinking about Suicide Squad. It just got delayed again. And it's it's been like 8.4 years since their last game. <laughs> I liked it when you said that the other day. You put a decimal. It was, you know, you said 8.65 8, years. 8.46 or something like that. Or something yeah. like that. <laughs> that's yeah. an oddly specific. That's a, that's a, that's a weird way to... A decimal. I got point. it. I got it from Ryan McCaffrey from IGN. That's why he he posted that it's been eight point eight point six eight point six seven years between eight point six seven years. Yeah. <laughs> like, eight, that's, well, eight and two thirds. <laughs> yeah, no, I get like, it. That's, that was oddly specific. Eight the years point, the, eight months. The point is though, they had to pay salaries. Yeah, for that long, that's going to add up tremendously. The longer you delay it, you know, and you're not bringing in income. Like how how does the developer survive? Well, these massive delays and and how long games are taking to develop them. That's well, why they're that's why they're all conglomerating. That's why they're all getting together. And maybe. it's also why they're all live service games because they make more money. And 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 I imagine that it's mainly just the top, like above the line managers and the top end developers. And as those down years are coming, they probably lay off the lower staff. And then as they ramp up, they'll then rehire and then so on and so forth. I just think I I do think games might be getting a little too out of control um, because we we've had several games launched that are, uh, you know, buggy or have a bunch of issues. And, and so I just, I don't know. I think it might be reaching a boiling point. Remember uh, Sean Layden uh, kind of sounded the alarm bell for that. And yeah, we kind of did. thought it was yeah. like, we're like, what do you mean, man? Like, of course things are bigger, but it'll be fine. And then obviously he had some insight into some games that are probably coming oh. out now. He had brought know? up some statistics too. Now I could be completely wrong on this. It takes with a big old grain of salt. But I remember him saying something like, if you look at certain statistics of gaming, yes, the industry is larger, but the amount of people playing it ne- isn't necessarily bigger than it was in the 90s. Really? Again, how does that I, work? I, 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 need, I, haven't, I haven't fact-checked this uh, myself. I, I remember seeing him tweet something like that at the time, though. And so like he was games saying, are more accessible than ever. He was saying that the bigger the games get and the more money they cost to make, the less money they make selling to the same amount of audience. Now again, <laughs> I could be completely misremembering what I saw. This just was years seem ago because I feel like I know a lot of people now that are like that would have been intimidated by gaming before, especially in the '90s. That that are not now, right? Because I agree too. Yeah, it seems like a, a larger gen- um, percentage of the younger generation are gamers too mm-hmm. than before. Yeah, when we were at uh, Kayla's parents for the weekend, uh, her mom works in education. She was complaining that like she. Uh, she asked the kids, like, she goes in after the weekend. She's like, so what'd you do on the weekend? Oh, I, I played video games. Did you go anywhere? No. Did you hang out with friends? Well, I played games with them online. And it's like that every every Monday. She always asks them, what'd you do over the weekend? I played games. She's like, nobody nobody does anything anymore. Kids just stay in and play games. That's all they do. 
yeah but this was this was years ago so i, I mean i could be misremembering it and uh i don't know don't don't take the dart i'm taking to heart personally offended well i just did a quick google search and it does say that the global oh that's esports why is it esports i don't want esports <laughs> you heard it here first ryan hates esports and the problem with with like the um like how many people play games like surveys is they include a lot of like just casual games well yeah in that so it's like oh if you play candy crush that makes you a gamer well it does. it's not it does but it's not it's not the data you're necessarily looking for Right. Well, that's what I think of when I think of how like games are more accessible than ever. Like everybody's yeah. mom's playing Candy Crush, right? So there are more gamers out but there. That, now would, because... that would make the entire world gamers, you know. But they aren't. Not the entire world plays Candy Crush. No, but every every human likes to play games. You yeah. Know? But I'm just saying that like mobile gamers are gamers. You're no, not, they are. not a gamer because you're not <laughs> playing a certain like you know console or whatever. Like you can specify the statistic and say console gamers. I guess you would. Yeah, I guess. Are you, are you trying to console. say you want like AAA title purchasers? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's just a different statistic, right? Because mm-hmm. those are the games that like Candy Crush wouldn't take a hundred million to make, for example. But yes. something like an, a Rockstar game might be, I don't know what the budgets are, but 100 million or whatever it is. So an exorbitant okay. amount. How much is Red Dead? Like 500 million? <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> Holy wasn't crap. It? I don't know. A, wasn't it like $525 million? Or was <laughs> for it some like reason, game, game stats like that just go in, in one ear and out the other for me. <laughs> I just forget them all the time because it just keeps going up. Right, so curious this, is, this is according to explodingtopics.com. Apparently says there are 3.09 billion active video game players. Yeah, this says Red Dead was between uh, in U.S. dollars between three hundred and seventy and five hundred and forty million dollars. Well, okay, so with that number, if we just say if we just say like five hundred million, just for the sake of example, mm-hmm. and then there's like that many gamers, like you said, Ryan, like how many billion it is. But then, like maybe he, maybe Sean Layden is correct in that. This is all like speculation at this point, but maybe he's right in saying that. Cause it's like, well, what ratio of people have a console or have a, um, a PC capable of playing it. And then who's paying the premium price to play that game. Also like who would be willing to play that caliber of, of game at that caliber of price? Like who's capable of doing it with the, with their hardware, who would, who would pay that much for a game then that's also well. Who's going to buy that game? So then it might that might hold true. Then you know what he might be talking about though is um, I think isn't the PS2 still like the greatest selling console of all time? It's like in the hundred and twenty millions. Like yeah, it's, and it's, it's like no console has come close to touching it. But stuff. that's just because of the embargoes in those countries where it was still being sold, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't it like there's more PS2s in Brazil than like any other console? Because it's, uh, it's the most popular. Until... It's the most popular Netflix machine out there. That's right. PlayStation <laughs> 2 is the most popular Netflix machine in Brazil because their Netflix runs off a disc, the actual application, and then they stream it. That's kind of cool, actually. Yeah, because they don't they don't have an install, so the actual the application runs off the off the ROM, and then then it gets streamed in. Yeah, let's see. So let's see if Bing can the answer number, this. The number one most sold game console is PS2, followed by fifty five million. 
Yeah, followed by in a very close second, the Nintendo DS <laughs> yeah. at 154 million. Yeah. Look at the Switch though. 122 million that's, third that's, place. Yeah, and it's still Isn't selling that like nuts? crazy. Look at that. PS2 in the year 2000, 155 yeah. million sales. Nintendo DS 2004, 154 million. Ah, oh, fucking DS. Nintendo Switch 2017 and 122 million. So that's I wonder if, insane. I wonder if he's basing his metric off of that. Let's just see. That the PS2 what, sold that many consoles. Then, oh, what was it? What was the number for PS2? I want to see Bing got this problem. One fifty-five million. Yeah, one fifty-seven here. Um, okay. Now, what is the second highest? Let's see if you can remember context. At the at the bottom of the list is the Atari fifty-two hundred. One million. Well, a million units tied with. That's tied pretty with impressive the, for it being a niche back then. Yeah. Very Sorry, niche. Tim. What, what was the DS number? One fifty-four point oh two. Okay, and this is 154.9. All right, Bink. Good job, Bink. Yeah. The oh Atari, my God. The Telstar Philips CDI, Atari Lynx, and Atari 7800 all at less than a million in sales. I don't even sorry, know this. Slightly more than. I don't know this has existed. This is apparently a Nintendo console, the Color TV game released in 1977. Isn't that what uh, like Game & Watch is from? I don't, I don't know. know. It looks, well, it looks awesome. Nice. Oh, yeah. It's like classic Pong and stuff. I'm gonna to toss this in the chat just because I love it. Anyway, this thing. What about the Bandai Wonder Swan? <laughs> what what a name! <laughs> never even heard of it. I've heard of the Atari 5200. Never heard of the Wonder Swan. How does it have five times the sales? <laughs> Sorry, three point five times the sales. Is that maybe like a, a Japan only thing? Oh, this thing's groovy looking. Yeah, it's fantastic. I do like, like, like the very like first video games, which is like you put like a sheet over your TV or something. Yeah, like that. Mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah. They they had to come in different sizes for mm-hmm. different size TVs, and if you had one in between, you're fucked. <laughs> we we should find one of these wheels uh, for the color TV thing, and we should try to get it working on like Euro Truck Simulator Two. God. <laughs> so my my sister is thir- my oldest sister is 13 years older than me, so she was born in 1975, and. She she likes to tell me about when they didn't have the remotes on the TV. So they from the back of the TV there was a breakout box. Like there was a cord, there was a giant cord, and it went to a box that sat on the floor, and it's probably like maybe like sh- shoulder length, and it had just your thirteen buttons. And in order to change the channels, oh, yeah. you, actually, you actually had to toggle through the channels. That's and now. Look at us. We're talking about video games over the internet. <laughs> you hear that, 1977? You hear that? No, you can't because oh, you don't Jesus. have you don't have <laughs> the same telecom you're, equipment. You're beating up on the the grandfather of gaming. You know what they always say? You always got to punch down in comedy. Yes. They always say <laughs> punch down. Always do it. All right, let's move on to our next story here. Uh, Microsoft is experimenting with a Windows gaming handheld mode for the for Steam Deck like devices. Yeah. Now, three of you freaking have Steam Decks. Woo! What? Well, well, that's crazy, man. Yeah. I think and I me, should get one. I gotta get one now. I guess. And me of all people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you surprised been, me, Adrian. Yeah, I should have been you three. <laughs> you got one before I did. That's really shocking. Yeah, it's, it was it was very impulsive, but I don't regret it. You should but buy a PSVR that, uh, 2 before me, too. You're yeah. getting that Zelda OLED switch, though, Ryan. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm pretty excited for that. Just unbox it and let it collect dust. I was oh. I was really close to <laughs> I was really close to buying the white OLED switch on that Mario Day sale. Mm. But then my nephew just offered to give me his anyways. I'm like, fuck yeah, free switch. You were like, no, nah, I'd rather buy it, actually. Uh, no, 
His is the old. His is OG. OG. So it's just hooked up to the TV. It constantly crashes. Like it's in a constant crash state. They can't. It's really, what? It's really uh, every. So it works when I play it, but every time I try to put it in standby, it and I you can look. I can see it on the screen when I look into the dock. It's like just like on this error screen that it can't. <laughs> it, it, it failed to go into standby. <laughs> so I've, I've like never restored. heard of that. Yeah. Uh, and he and he said he's like I wouldn't take it out. He's like the battery might not last that long. I'm like, sure. I'm like <laughs> I want I want to play Metroid and Tears of the Kingdom. That's it. After that, I'm probably not going to touch this. Yeah. Uh, oh, anyway, that's not true. Mario Party, but that's a <laughs> don't you don't you still play um, uh, Mario Kart too? Yeah, but I also but I wouldn't have bought a Switch just for Mario Kart. Like if that right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when I'm done this, Mario Kart's gonna get retired. But there's uh, are there ba- uh, tracks or something that's on Switch and not on Wii U? Yeah, uh, yes. and yep. my and my Double brother. Move. And it, it, what's really good is that if you're part of the family plan, like the <laughs> subscription, you get those tracks as part of the sub- Nintendo Switch Online. And if you're yeah. part of the family plan, all those people get it. So I booted up and I had everything just unlocked. Yeah. Oh, there you go. That's pretty good. Uh, anyway, uh, this is from The Verge. A leaked video posted on Twitter by H0X0D, maybe it's Hoxod, uh, shows early concept and prototype work for an optimized Windows 11 UI for handhelds and a launcher and Windows gaming shell that's designed for touchscreens and controllers. The video is part of a hackathon project inside Microsoft from September, where employees regularly present ideas or projects that sometimes end up getting support from Microsoft executives and end up shipping. Uh, the video references some prototype handheld work created by Dorothy Feng, a senior UX designer at Microsoft. It includes a launcher that can open games from Steam, PC Game Pass, EA Play, Epic Games Store, and more. Uh, this handheld gaming prototype also includes a keyboard optimized for the Steam Deck that can be navigated using a controller and even a floating taskbar that we've seen Microsoft tease before. Uh, I find this very interesting. Um and it seems like they're not just doing this for Steam Deck, but for a bunch of the other Steam Deck-like devices that have been out there. Uh, does this interest you guys as Steam Deck users? Fuck yeah, it does. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's interesting to see this. I mean, this is not like it's a it's not even really like a prototype. It's like it was at a internal hackathon. So mm-hmm. it's not like Microsoft signed off on this and started a project to get this going. This is like someone presenting an idea. So this, this might not, it makes this might not see, this might not see light, light of day. Yeah. But so does the argument of having like an Xbox mode on your computer that like shuts windows off kind of to like get more oh, performance out of older it. hardware. And that it. hasn't happened. Right. So, um, but I think what I'm actually excited for with all these handheld PCs is I want to see what they're going to do to the desktop technology. Are we going to have smaller coolers? Are we going to have smaller technology with more uh, power in them? Are we going to have like, we already have micro PCs and very small desktop computers, but are we going to have like very, very small um, gaming desktops that are large in comparison to their handheld brethren, if you will, but like very small in comparison to tower PCs? What is it going to do there? Are we, do we really even need, PCs be as big as they currently are. I think it's just the the fact that people want to build their own that you yeah. need you need to have you know easily swappable components and stuff. But look at all the empty space in a computer. Well, you, need, you need airflow though. Like th- like some of it's obviously going to be superfluous. Like this computer I'm sitting beside has like enough drive bays for like I think it's six or eight <laughs> yeah. drives, right? So obviously yeah. like that's superfluous because I have two drives in there. But 
you do ideally want some airflow in there and the, and the PCs that are like, so I, I built a PC a number of years ago for someone where it was kind of like a series X, but larger. So it was like a rectangular prism standing up if it's like vertical like that. And it was really crammed in there. And I checked, you know, other people's build guides and whatever. And it was absolutely built like that in that particular case. And it was fine. It was an office PC that was overkill. You know, it had like mm-hmm. a good cooler, this and that. So it was fine. But if I was running that thing hard and gaming a lot, even like a year or two in, even with like a clean household, I'd be a little worried that that little bit of dust and the lack of air space and the lack of airflow would cause some heating problems. So you really do want like an open concept ish, at least I would think. But I mean, um, gaming laptops are pretty big. Uh, you have one yourself there, Matt, and it, it's pretty capable. Um, there's no reason you you can't just have that, you know, in like a a little upright mode or something on your desk or whatever. That's because that's proprietary, though. So like each mm. laptop, I mean, there is that modular laptop that Linus Tech Tips talks about right now, but like gaming laptops are p- built particularly so they know where to put the heat pipes they know where to put how much uh, thermal paste and what type of thermal paste they know okay this needs a heat pad this needs this mm-hmm. this needs that this needs an intercooler this needs the intake right over top of it and then they make you know 100,000 or whatever it is the whatever the skew is that much of that laptop and it's built just for that it's the same with consoles that's why consoles are can be I mean other than the PS5's massive mm-hmm massive form factor uh that's how consoles are relatively small and very powerful for their size um especially when they first come out because they're able to like really dial that in but when you're talking about a desktop pc it is generic and so people will be like oh i'll buy this cooler it works on my on my cpu only to find out oh shoot my ram sticks are too close and that's because of my motherboard design and so everything is kind of open and spacious because not only are people reaching their hands in there and changing things and putting it together but then you also have like the generic uh, idea behind it and even then some stuff doesn't work with clearance clearance uh and that type of thing like even you ryan you had to put a your one pc in a in a new shell because your the gpu you bought wouldn't fit yeah and it, what made me angry is it was a because of a useless piece of plastic that that juts out from the bottom and then like bends up in a 90 degree angle just to display some rgb and it's like that little piece alone didn't allow me to put the side panel on to close <laughs> the goddamn door Man, you know what bothers me about PCs is how little is actually in them. Because like, what, what, I think what, sorry, what do you mean? Because computers are like the most advanced like piece of technology that we've created in the last like fifty years or whatever, right? And it's just a board, and then you plug another board into it, and you put a little chip on it, and that's basically all it is, right? And that bothers, and, you? and it's this super advanced thing, and it's just like it's arguably more it's a, impressive. It's a, no, it's impressive, yes, but you, I think of like a car engine. It's got all these stuff going all in. It's like jam packed, full of stuff, right? But then well, the, the PC a, is just like just as, like this. It's just on, on a much more micro level, though. Like a, a, a also, central processing oh, yeah, unit yeah. is insanely complicated, right? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Also, also, your car engine is a combustible engine. <laughs> it's got it's got at least four cylinders going years this, old. yeah, going this <laughs> over and over again. You know, a million times a second versus. Yeah. Uh, your car is being driven by explosions. That's the pretty yeah, much that's that's the crazy part. Yeah. Controlled explosions. explosions. Yeah. <laughs> that was the name in high school. It doesn't bother me. I, I just, I just like, I just think it's the funny how not simple, but the like, basic looking a computer is. You know, your phone well, is mean, just a board. Same it's logic, just a board. A, a car is also basic looking, 
from the outside. It's big and it's, it's got a bunch of stuff going on. But yeah, I but mean, it's, just, I, it's just a body and a couple of doors, and there you go. That's it. And a lot of it, a lot of it is that engine. Like a lot of the volume inside of the engine compartment. If you pull that engine compartment out, I mean, there's a huge piece of plastic in most cars. It's plastic for like where the air filter is, mm-hmm. and that goes into the interior. I think of the car, or maybe it doesn't. I'm oh. not a car guy, but um, like a lot of it is like. There's a huge tank that's just to spray to store the spray that goes to your windshields. I mean, that's mm-hmm. technically non-vital for the car running. Yeah. Uh, honest, I I have a new car. It's just a year old. It's a 2022. The cars have to be made lighter to meet regulations, and they want to make it more fuel efficient. I've had three Corollas in my life at 03, at 2010, and now 2022. They've gotten lighter and more plastic with every single fucking one. At things that were metal that are now plastic, it's outstanding. Like my car is oh, mostly yeah. plastic and it's just a steel frame and the inside is mostly a computer running it. Like it's like just this huge, yep. this board inside controlling everything. Mm-hmm. It's insane yeah, my, how much of it's a computer now. My first car was a 2002 Ford Ranger and that thing had a solid steel like frame and bumper yeah so if i hit anything with that truck it didn't matter like maybe the paint was dented that's it the other thing was worse for wear if i hit it with my truck and now i have a 2018 rogue and like the cars are like per safety right are designed to crumple as much as possible to protect the protect you so but they're but they're done anything in that vehicle yeah it's like it's probably a write-off instantly yeah that's why in the 70s were just like steel boats but well, the, the but the person inside would probably be dead because they, oh, they, they just they're on the windshield. They're on the windshield because yeah. there were no seatbelt regulations yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, even like even for me, like I just noticed grabbing my handle. It's like this is a cheap plastic handle compared to the steel one that yep. I had on the last one. Yep. And it's the and that's why I'm so concerned about my car that like if somebody hit me, this isn't it's not repairable. Like this car would be a write off almost immediately. It'll explode. It, explode to hopefully keep me safe first jettison me however to safety like, however. i just mean you know plastic <laughs> yeah, showering much, everywhere. yeah so i like i had i specifically brought on a policy for the first five years that if it is a write-off i get 100 back because i don't want to have to i don't want this thing to be hit to the point where it's useless and then i can't then it's not worth repairing so i i put on a i put on a, a premium coverage for that car we're, uh, we're way off topic, but uh, there's the, um, the the Teslas are pretty safe vehicles, according to all um, um, testing methods. Um, but I was watching a video on like why they were safe. And yes, they do build them pretty safe and they have a greater deal of crumple zones because they don't have an engine. Um, but it's also just the weight of the vehicle. Oh, those the battery adds a tremendous amount of weight. Heavy. And so yeah. any car you hit that isn't an electric vehicle with a Tesla, that other car is getting most of the damage. Rather than you, it's just like a physics thing. It's but, gonna flip. Uh, like <laughs> it, it might, it might be f- kind of weird once everything's electric, and now you have all these big, heavy cars hitting each other, and we're just gonna be in the same what situation. What happens when an unstoppable cars. force meets an immovable object? So divided by zero. Yeah. Um. But yeah, getting back to Microsoft. Uh, uh, I'm not sure if there's so much else to say about this other than I like the idea, uh, and it's kind of interesting that. Uh, that the good guy valve allows like windows to be installed on it right it is just a linux uh, pc it, it, mm-hmm. i think it also benefits like it drives sales that 
it it benefits them. Yeah, to push maximum the compatibility means mm-hmm. more and more people are going to buy it to use yeah. it for those niche cases, right? And yeah. they played up the repairability stuff, and that would kind of go hand in hand with allowing people to do whatever they want with it, right? It'll get a lot of exposure actually in in sort of those uh, electronic hacking channels as well. Mm. Where people like, oh, you know, I wanted to hack my Steam Deck to do this and couldn't do it on SteamOS, so I put Windows on it, and then you know the story goes from there. That w- those videos get a lot of views, and they're pretty good. So mm-hmm. I, like, it's just poor exposure. Yeah. So this is still like a, I don't know, a prototype or even just like it's just a pitch, really. I guess um, whether it becomes real or not. I do remember Windows, uh, what was it ten, kind of being pitched as, oh, we made it so it can be installed on any device. And they even have like Xbox running Windows. Technically, I think is what they said at the time. It's the OS that could be installed on anything. Although this might have been was this during the Windows eight days? Because wasn't the Xbox One it had like the tile layout and that was very much Windows eight? No, it was Xbox One and it was Xbox One and Windows ten simultaneously uh, because was at launch. I think so because I think I think there was a brief marketing thing where they had a one and a ten, like they were covering both ends of the spectrum. Like that was, I think that was the. How long I look it up? I remember when they skip they skip Windows nine. Everyone's like, "Why just skip 9? They're Like because when you use Windows ten, you'll know why it's ten. There's some way marketing. So bad. What was, what, was Apple, what was Apple's what was Apple's reason for skipping iPhone nine? It was the tenth anniversary of the iPhone. That's better. <laughs> I think yeah. I would put the year in it. And just so you know what year it is, and that ends it. Just ends yeah, the conversation. How, it's like cars, except then they'll start going a year ahead. Yeah, yeah. God. How uh, how high are these phone numbers going to get? Right, iPhone what? Sixteen, seventeen, fifteen. Well, the, 16 the, the iPad like just rebranded, right? It was like iPad. They don't. Yeah, they don't give them a number anymore. But are they going to do it with the iPhone? I don't think so. Just just from a marketing perspective, I don't think they'd want to do that. Um, and Samsung's at S twenty three. Yeah. Is that just the year now though? Because that, that makes a little more sense. I believe it's the just the year, yeah. Yeah. Because they they skipped a bunch too, didn't they? Names uh, don't matter. Maybe. They just they just give it whatever name they want. Yeah, it wasn't the Samsung 17 in 2017. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, that's true. A- Xbox One was released in 2013. It was in fairly it is fairly common in 2014. Windows 10 was released to the public in general availability in 2015. So they were kind of so eight, so eight was it at the time? Eight, like, eight I launched, but ten was out a year later. Okay, because yeah, then then I think they were pitching ten as it's we're going to update the Xbox and have it run like a version of Windows ten. Well, yeah. the the original Xbox is like a slimmed down Windows, whatever it is, ninety eight, ninety five, whatever it is. I guess it's better than starting from scratch making an OS, right? Yeah, yeah. I've I've been looking at the Windows Surface Phone, the one that's on the Surface website, but the Duo, Duo, and. I, a, I'm going to see if I can convince my work to buy it for me for my next work phone after I have to get an upgrade. But like, I wish there was a, I wish there was a good proprietary Windows OS for it instead of because it's an Android OS on it. That's like I want you, Windows. You could try to, Android. You might like Android. Yeah, I I might. Um, and th- and that's why I'd be willing to try it if I if I was given it through another through another. Um, like uh, somebody else, like, I, mm-hmm. I wouldn't go out and buy it and risk it on my own. Yeah. You know what the most infuriating thing about like, modern phones across the board, and I don't know about you guys, but I hate how notifications are handled on everything, including iPhone and Android. Uh, like, I know I'm a BlackBerry fanboy, but like Android, Android does it better when it comes to apps, 100%. 
But holy fuck, do I hate notifications on Android and I hate notifications on iPhone as well. Like the BlackBerry Hub was 10 times better, way better. And it's just, it's sad. Speaking speaking of notifications, Ryan, can you give me like a super quick, explain like I'm five, uh, the time sensitive toggle on iOS. What <laughs> yeah. is that thing? What is that for? What does that do? Uh, you can set up a thing where it will give you like a report almost of your, um, of your notifications. So let's say like you don't care about, you know, I don't know, uh, news updates or whatever. And so you you don't have to deliver those promptly, right? They'll come it, in whenever they decide. They'll, they'll come in at, in a report at like 5 p.m. or something like that. Okay. And then other ones you can mark as like priorities. So like send me these like as soon as they come in. Does that gotcha. make sense? Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't use it. And <laughs> Begrudgingly, yes. I also don't. I don't have this deep relationship with notifications that a lot of uh tech people seem to have um as long as i just get my my messages i'm pretty much fine so anyway that's it um moving on the super mario bros theme song is the first video game tune to enter the library of congress this is from the verge uh, super mario bros theme is officially known as ground theme i didn't know that mm-hmm. uh as in the above ground music in super mario bros and was first included in the game when it was released on the Famicom, com, excuse me, uh, and Nintendo Entertainment System in 1985, it marks the first video game music to be in, uh, inducted into the Library of Congress. Super Mario Bros. theme is one of 25 new inductees to the U.S. Library of Congress, Congress's National Recording Registry. It's entering alongside well-known works like Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You, <laughs> Madonna's Like a Virgin, Led Zeppelin's Stairway to Heaven, Eurythmics Sweet Dreams, and Daddy Yankee's Gasolina. So I think this is a big step for uh, video games. I'm surprised it didn't happen sooner. Um, I wonder why it would take so long for a video game but, song. There's a lot of good ones out there. It's also the Mar. Was it the Mario theme that's entering into it? Yeah. It's it's the Mario theme. It's like, the I, most I, iconic I, video game song of all time. Yeah, I, think. I like, also you like go almost anywhere in the world and go like da 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 da. da so da, I da, would I wouldn't put this as like the precedent to. Say hey, video game music is going to enter. Like it's not going to hit mainstream. This isn't it's um, it's Citizen Kane. I just think that this is yeah. a <laughs> like a long time coming. Yeah, it yeah. happened to coincide with a release of a Super Mario Bros. movie. It uh, makes sense being the first. Yeah. I'm just surprised that it took this I, long. I, I, I don't. I don't think this will. I don't think this will pave the way for video game music. You know what? Be- it's humans who decide what goes in there, right? And I wonder if just you know. The, the, the old stuffy guys who worked there probably didn't care about you know video game music until now. You guys are still playing that Mario, right? Let's get that one. Yeah, I was gonna say it's just because it's the, they finally <laughs> are recognizing it after forty years. I'm also insulted that it took this long for Stairway to get in there. Wait, Wait that, that was recent. About. Hmm, that was recent. This is this is the the class that is joining. These are the new inductees that are co- uh, oh, coming. Oh, Stairway's along, a new inductee. Yeah, along, along with, with Mariah Carey. Holy crap! Yeah, I thought you were saying like those were already in there. No, these are these are coming with Mario Bros. Holy oh wait, crap. so is there like a modified thing that like criteria that they're running here? Because that sounds a bit. Well, they're they're they the whole point of putting something in the Library of Congress is they had to be like culturally significant. They had to have given something to society. Maybe it has to be relevant for a certain amount of time. That's a total guess. 
I mean, yeah, I don't think they put things in there immediately, but yeah, you have to kind of have some <laughs> reflection of what its impact has been on culture. We got right? a real strong feeling that this one's going to be culturally impactful. Yeah. Putting it in. I don't know this Daddy Yankees Gasolina. Does anyone else know that one? Uh, Ooh, yeah, I'm a big fan. I have no idea what it is. I think I think I know. I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to be right, and I don't want to be wrong on it. That's the weird part. Like I don't think there's no way. Like me knowing or not knowing is. I think we can all agree that it's extremely culturally impactful. That we all recognize it. We all celebrate it. None of us knows what it is. Also, I think it's interesting that Library of Congress takes like you know non-American things. Stairway obviously is from a British band. Mario is 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 Japanese. Is this for preservation? yeah yeah okay. I've, i'm surprised as well but i'm glad that they are going outside of their oh yeah me too yeah their thing uh i'm somewhat related on related music and also preservation i was listening to a podcast today and i didn't retain the full numbers but there was a fire at the universal records vault in which they house the master tapes for a lot of uh for a lot of original recordings for artists and songs mm. so a lot of original tapes for like I think it was like five was it five hundred thousand tapes containing many more of that of songs and albums, and they don't even have a full count. Like this was a years ago, and they still don't know the full ramifications of what was lost. Oh my god! And you're talking about some of the biggest artists have some original master tapes, and if they hadn't been digitized already, they would have been lost. You wouldn't have been able to digitize them. But also now we can't remaster or ever clean those up. Whatever digital versions we have are just the ones we have now. Mm-hmm. It's just very very sad to hear yeah that sucks just recorded again <laughs> and they so will remaster it i'm sure it's never the same except for when jeff lynn of elo did it that was nuts uh all right that's it for the stories for this week uh now moving on to what we're playing tim spence what are you playing this week um the last little while i've been playing uh i mean it's been a while since i've been on the podcast i don't remember if i mentioned but uh i've started playing uh or rather finished playing modded skyrim finally oh man and uh i've been for the last couple of weeks been playing a modded breath of the wild in anticipation of the tears of the kingdom release um so i've been messing around with uh some mods uh the modding scene for breath of the wild isn't particularly active right now i think people are kind of like holding off because they're just going to wait for tears of the kingdom um but there are a couple that are being updated like fairly regularly um most of the top mods are like character replacements so instead of playing as link you play as zelda or you play as mifa or other characters uh in the game and um there's another one called uh uh linkle which is a Hyrule Warriors character. Um, she's like an original character from that game, who's like an alternate timeline link who isn't necessarily chosen by like the Master Sword or Destiny or anything, but she believes she is. <laughs> um, and so there's a mod to play as Linkle in Breath of the Wild. And it, it is comprehensive in that every uh, outfit piece has also been remodeled for Linkle um so it's really it's been really impressive like going around the world finding new uh like gear and armor and outfit pieces and seeing what they look like and not just that but also if you go to uh the village where you can recolor your armor um they've made it so that certain uh different colors for armors uh change the model completely 
So you can either have like an outfit, uh, for example, the like standard Hylian outfit that you might get if you're playing through Breath of the Wild uh, for the first time in kind of the intended path. Um, you can have that outfit for her, or you can have her original outfit from Hyrule Warriors, uh, depending on what color you dye the clothing, air quotes, dye. Um, or you could also have like choose between the option of her having the hood up or having the hood down, depending on what air quotes color it is. Um, but yeah, it's just like the, the quality of the mod is extremely impressive. Like it's it's been around for a while. This is like the third major iteration of the mod. Um, but yeah, it's like the different headpieces give her a different hairstyles and some of them are hairstyles from you know other characters in Breath of the Wild. Some of them are hairstyles to references from other Zelda games. Like there's the uh, Midna's hairstyle from Twilight Princess. There's Zelda's hairstyle from Skyward Sword. There's uh, um like just uh just a, just a ton an absolute ton and um even other like nintendo games as well so it's uh the the models and all the 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 replication of the art style and stuff of the base game is like it's near identical like you'd, you'd play it and you think that it was like original devs made it the uh the quality is ex- extremely extremely uh close to being one-to-one um and then there are other mods. Uh, the other one, the other major mod that I'm playing is uh, called Hyrule Rebalanced, which basically kind of touches on everything. It touches on like enemy uh, weapons and health and uh, weapon damage and equipment you can find, um, armor rating that different pieces give you, changes how things are upgraded. It changes uh, what items are available at what parts of the world. Um, there's like a whole crafting overhaul and stuff like that so it kind of touches on on a little bit on everything uh it also i would say makes the game harder like i don't think i'd recommend it for a first time playthrough uh because the biggest thing that i'm finding is that money is really hard to come by which is a pain when i'm trying to like collect all the outfits because a lot of the outfits you have to buy and are like hundreds of rupees for each piece of armor so when I go to a new town and it's like, oh yeah, I'd have to spend 2,000 rupees to get this new equipment set. And I have 170. So then I have to like try to go do a bunch of grinding and then maybe come back. And then by the time that I've gotten enough rupees, I found another outfit. So I buy that one instead. So now I can't go back and get this <laughs> first one. So um, yeah, there's a bit of a conflict there, but uh, slowly working through it. It's been a lot of fun. Um, there's some other like goofier mods as well that I wanted to try to kind of get into, but a lot of them are not supported anymore. <laughs> like there's one where it replaces the giant uh, Cyclops monsters uh, with Shrek. <laughs> um, Jesus. <laughs> and that, that mod has not been updated in five years. So I tried installing it. It did not work. Oh, I was going to ask, like, does it need to be? Because this is the Wii U version. Like, is the Wii U version updated frequently of the game i mean i don't i don't know if it's like the the game file that's the problem or if it's like um a compatibility with different mods maybe that makes it not work right okay if there was like a hosting error so they had to try to find the mod from a, a different host and then that host didn't have a good file so it doesn't you can download it but it doesn't install properly kind of thing okay i don't know i haven't gotten into the particulars of it um if something didn't work right away i was just like all right i'll find something else <laughs> um i tried to download a mod that enables you to be able to pet the dogs in uh breath of the wild and that uh <laughs> made my game crash every time i tried to open up the pause menu so i couldn't <laughs> use that one um 
but yeah, we'll, we'll see. I'll probably do like a normal, uh, air quotes, like normal playthrough as much as I can. And then, uh, if I've still got some time before Tears of the Kingdom comes out, now that we're down to, uh, 28 days till its release, I, uh, whoa, 20, prob- 28 days. Yeah. It's less than a month now. Fuck, that's creeping up. Holy shit. Pretty good. Yeah. That's why I've been surprised that they're, they're like, it, it's funny that they were, showing something every like two years about this game and then in the last three months we've had three content drops like we had a trailer then we had aonuma playing the game showing off gameplay and then just what was it uh yesterday the or the morning before um showing off like a huge trailer that had a bunch of stuff to to break down like on my stream i we watched the trailer and then we went through it scene by scene and like looked at everything that was new and then we watched it like three more times because there's just so much in it and it's possibly one of the best game trailers i've seen in like 10 years probably like the last one i remember being this impactful was probably the skyrim trailer like the one that i watched so many times was the one for skyrim um of the the big fushro doll one like the cinematic yeah, kind of the one. one they feared in their tongue, he is Dovahkiin. That one. Sounds like a truck commercial. That's a pretty good one, though. The all-new Dovahkiin 1500. <laughs> yeah. Best-in-class payload and Fusro-Da for 28 miles per gallon. <laughs> you know how they have those, like, sub-trucks that'll be, like, the Dodge Ram Warlock and stuff like that? Like, Fusro-Da kind of sounds like one of those sub-brands. <laughs> the Dodge Ram Fusro-Da? Yeah. <laughs> Man, I didn't even know there was a Warlock until, like, a year ago started looking up what other uh rpg like classes were vehicle names and i because i there was the ranger right and there's the uh the rogue so i'm, I'm yeah. continuing the trend of driving vehicles that are rpg classes um and then the warlock obviously is one uh there was a car back in the like late 70s i think that wasn't called the paladin but it was like a nickname oh, okay um it was like a big station wagon thing i think or a utility vehicle. Um, but I couldn't find anything for like warrior, mage, uh, sorcerer, um, you know, druid. I could see I could see in the next couple of years somebody releasing a uh like an electric vehicle called a druid. I could see that. that that's not bad, actually. <laughs> I could see like a like a Honda Druid or a Toyota Druid or something like that. Or Hyundai, maybe. Anyway. Um yeah, so that's uh that's it's been Breath of the Wild. I'm uh, I'm really majorly on the Zelda train right now. Um, one pretty, uh, prevalent streamer mod creator, uh, uh, online that goes by point crow for a year or so now has been developing their own mod for breath of the wild to make it co-op and, uh, like online co-op and they were always, uh, kind of using it for stream content. And people kept saying like, can you release this? Can you release this so that other people can play it? And they finally, said that i believe uh the beginning of this month they released the uh they released the mod for public so that you could play it multiplayer with people um and that i believe it also has compatibility with like a lot of other mods too so you could have two people both uh playing like hyrule rebalance for example and uh and it could it could work together but um there's like full interactivity between uh, characters as well like you can hit each other with weapons and send each other flying and stuff like that so make for some goofy shenanigans that uh i might do a little bit of that as well before the launch of tears of the kingdom but 
yeah, fully into Zelda mode. Uh, probably going to be doing like literally like eight hour streams five days a week for Tears of the Kingdom once it comes Ooh, out wee. because I'm just going to be no lifing the shit out of it. And um, yeah, that's been that's been my weeks, and that's uh, my next couple of weeks to come. <laughs> Matt, what about you? Me? Yeah. Uh, well, I started something new this week. <laughs> I'm already laughing about it. It's oh, no. uh, I we, we took a break from Call of Duty, so kept getting our asses oh, kicked. No. So we so <laughs> I uh, with one of my one of my uh, COD buddies, we we started up a way out. Uh, that's that Prison Break game is how I describe it. Hell the Prison yeah. Break game by the uh, the guy that was screaming at the Game Awards. Uh, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I think it's awesome, and we're always like we're always dying at what we're doing. Um, this is fucking dying laughing half the time. Um. I mean, I like the show Prison Break, so I, this just feels like I'm playing like through episodes of it, which is hilarious. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of like real stupid moments. Um, I took a clip of one the other day where uh, I'm playing Vincent, which is the greaser. I believe I believe his name is Vincent. He's the clean shaven guy. The other guy's the beard. And so I'm playing uh, the greaser guy and he goes uh, like, like no shit at one point. And the, the, the other guy goes sherlock and he's like what do you mean like what is sherlock and he's like you could have said no shit sherlock and he's like no shit sherlock he's like good and that's it that's the end of the conversation like for no other reason to say that just and why end it with good it's almost yeah. like they forgot to record the end of the conversation and had some generic lines that they had recorded <laughs> from these actors um but no, i love it it's really good i'm being held up by police and i'm screaming and freaking out and he's gotta go around and help me and stuff and um, the, I just finished, I mean, spoilers, <laughs> I just finished the, we stole the, the truck from the old couple and I was playing the fucking piano. Like, like we're fugitives and I'm in there <laughs> and you can choose the difficulty at which you want to play the piano. Uh, we're supposed to be sneaking into these people, these people, these people's homes. And I'm supposed to be like, <laughs> supposed to be like getting some new clothes and then take it off. And I'm sitting there just like, and then like my buddy Alex is upstairs. He's on the banjo and is going at it and stuff. And it's like, what the fuck are we doing in this place? Like checking out the mirrors, checking out the hats and like, what are we? <laughs> uh, another really good moment was we were both pushing this truck. So we had to like restore the truck to a point, you know, get the tire, get the jack, this and that. And then we get the truck going. And it's like, okay, now we can push it. And we have to push it to someplace where we can charge it up because the battery's down. So we go to push it and both our characters like sync up with their grunts like that game is fucking hilarious like that and the next scene right after with the cops chasing you and like one of you has a shotgun that game is not a driving engine like it's not the greatest driving and the cops are relentless like they're just bouncing around and crap like the physics make no sense half the time hilarious so I I mean if you have a co-op partner that you want to play a game with I recommend it. It's freaking hilarious. It's also a pretty cool split screen style. Um, that Similar is, to uh, like it takes two. It's the same devs, right? Same yeah. devs. Yeah. Uh, I never played it takes two, but uh, so this also is my first good. exposure to that, like sort of online split screen, I guess. Um, but it's pretty cool. Like sometimes it'll like just take it over for me. It'll just take it over for him. It'll be like vertical split screen. It'll sometimes be horizontal split screen. Um, it's like dynamic, right? It depends on what you're doing and like, if it's like, yeah, one person needs like the majority of the screen because what they're doing is more involved, it'll go like 75-25 instead of 50-50 kind of thing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and it demands like some some co- like real co-op stuff. Like I'll have like a knife or a chisel and I'll be like trying to cut my the toilet of my cell out 
and like someone else has to watch for the guards and then he can like distract the guards, but you can only distract the guards from the one side. Cause obviously he's on the other side. He's only on one side of the, my cell. So he's got to like call out verbally, Hey, there's someone coming. So then I got to like hide my, hide my toilet chiseling. <laughs> anyway, I recommend it. It's like, it's not a super long game as far as we know. Uh, we're pretty far into it and it's, I'm really, really enjoying it. Um, I do. I will like admit that like, I really like, lame scripts and stuff like that and this game definitely falls in that so it's not like you're gonna get like an oscar award-winning performance this is just like a purely fun ridiculous game um the one so guy really is his brother that. isn't it hmm? i think the one guy in it is his brother who's like so, an actor who was on like west um, westworld and stuff oh maybe because i actually thought they were brothers in the story but they're not they're yeah. just like friends or not cellmates but they were like next door neighbors i guess mm-hmm. whatever they call it in prison so but no yeah it's uh i really i'm really really enjoying it i like how it's not super serious the cutscenes are like very short and it's just very much like go play co-op do these ridiculous things have these ridiculous moments and that's that's the game but it's still like a you know serious story i suppose where there's like fugitives breaking out of prison and crap but uh no i'm really enjoying that uh didn't get to play any cyberpunk this week because golf season's in, in swing so i went and did that a couple no times and I'm, and I'm hurt uh, actually yeah pun not intended, but should have been. Um, we'll we'll take it. We'll take it. Yeah, uh, but I'm hurting right now. I hurt my hand and my shoulders hurt. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's good. Uh, but uh, other than that, a little bit of Fortnite and a um, little bit of Battlefield 2042. Been having a good time with that so far. There's been an update and I believe a new mode. I haven't tried the new mode yet. Jack Frags po- posted a video about it. It looks pretty cool. It looks like it's more like CQB. Um, so it's just, I believe it's just infantry and it's really small maps. So it'd be a good to kind of thing to throw into the rotation as we play through the different modes. So I'm going to, I'm looking forward to trying that out. And, uh, I think that that's been my week. Hey, Drano. What me? What do I look like? Somebody who's on a video game podcast. who plays video games or something. <laughs> uh, I've actually been playing quite a bit. I've oh. been I've been forcing myself to play stuff. Whoa! Seeing as I bought a fucking Steam Deck, the hard so, life having to force. Yeah, to play I know. Games. Yeah, right, Caesar. Um. So I've been playing Dead Cells because that is an absolute in my life. I've been testing it out on the Steam Deck. Uh, the controls probably took me a run or two to really get used to yeah. the same controls but just the for the the formation and yeah um it's still weird feeling that the the on the they're not triggers because they're not they're not actual triggers but they're just buttons underneath there's there's four total oh yeah on each side. yeah the back paddle buttons yeah yeah because i think i saw telling ryan that i always found it leading up to the steam deck release i found it odd that the face buttons were the xbox layout of a b x y but then the shoulder buttons and the triggers on the top were L1, L2, R1, R2. I always found that peculiar that they mix and match the PlayStation and the Xbox One. Didn't even think about that. Yeah, and it wasn't until I saw it, I flipped it over, and then they had L4 and L5 on the back. It's like, okay, that makes sense because instead of trying to figure out what the fuck they yeah, call so it. Yeah, I'm saying bumper trigger, yeah, back paddle one, back paddle two. To BAZ sub underscore trigger, they just gave it a number. So like, okay, now that makes sense. But uh, So I've been playing dead cells on that marvel snap of course i have been 
forcing i enjoy playing overwatch but i found myself forcing it with the battle pass and then i was excited because this battle pass is finally done and i don't have enough i don't have any in-game currency to buy the next one so i was able to kind of like just partially sunset that and play it when i want instead of having to play it um but then they come out with a new character this um life weaver life weaver life weaver and now he's at 45 or something like that i have to play to to get this character i think you get him regardless there's no i don't think there's a way where you can't get him so even if the season ends i think that you still get him but if you want to play as him yeah you have to play the battle pass free tier until level 45 so if i don't do the battle like when after the battle pass do i get him I, I can't remember the exact timing mm-hmm. on it, but you, he does unlock at some point. I yeah, think. I thought I thought I was out. I thought I had a way out, and then they a said, way okay. out. Yeah, <laughs> and then they drag me back in. Ew. Um, I have been. I was really hoping to get the game done before Monday because my subscription is going to renew. But I've been busy with my recent home purchase this week. So, <laughs> uh, Dead Space th- remake. I thought I was going to be able to wrap that up this week and I did not, but I'm very much enjoying that remake. That is some good fucking video gaming right there. <laughs> I'm very, very, yeah, I'm very impressed with it. They, um, they made, uh, they made a lot of good changes, worthwhile changes. Uh, do you think you'll go back and play that? Um, I can't remember the name of it. The one Close that was- protocol. Yeah. If I if it's on a if I am in a subscription service where it happens to be, I will maybe give it a shot. I'm not going to seek it out. Yeah, um, same. Yeah, it seems it is because I honestly, but I leading up to both releases, I was just going to put my eggs in. I'm like, oh, Dead Space people are making original IP, and like this is going to be great. I'm gonna that's going to be my that's going to be my 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 ticket. And then the poor reception of that and the surprising reception of the remake is like, well, all right, I guess. It's a little tragic, actually. Yeah, I guess I'll go explore the Ishimura one more time. So uh, that is uh, on there. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. I've been because all my stats and all my unlocks were on the Wii U. So now I'm just like going through all the tracks and all the courses on 50 CC and all this because I want to fill up my trophies because I got to get that done. Um, Wait, only uh, 50 CC? Well, I, I start at 50 CC. I'm going through all the cups. Then I'm going to go for through Mario it. Kart 8. Mario Kart 8. If you do it and, on 150, it counts for everything below it. Same with like Mirror. If you do the first cup on 150 first, you get like if you get gold, like all first place on the first cup it counts for 100 and 150 you don't have to do all of them every time what yep uh found that out after doing the first uh eight cups i did all 50 then all 100 then all 150 i did not know that yeah i only just found that out relatively recently uh, you, heard you heard him i did uh, so I, was, time. I was doing all the new stuff with the the expansion pass courses and i was like i'm just gonna do this one for the first time on mirror and then i went back and i looked and i was like okay let's check out 150 let's check out 100 oh it's already counted it's already done oh i could have been doing some ishimura time on that instead okay (laughs) all right thank you for letting me know okay it's gonna pivot (sighs) 
Oh no, I'm deflated. And then uh, I we went through and did another board in our Mario, Mario party. party. <laughs> in our Mario Party, uh, um, uh, play playthrough. I I don't know. Uh, Matt, give me a marathon. Yeah, Matt, give me screen sharing permissions. I'm gonna. I want to. Oh through. God, what's that? What's gonna happen here? I already did it. All right, thank you. That are muttering away. Uh, I hope to God this is the only thing you guys see. Oh, what is that? <laughs> so here is the. Why does it say your dilly order is going to be like fifty-seven dillies? Like, what's going on here? <laughs> dilly bars from uh, Matt, DQ. Matt, may, may I may I remind everyone of the time when I was on your your laptop and I hit Windows Explorer oh, yeah. folder and all your recent files popped up in which were. 99% mp4 we can watch them together if you'd like just porn watch them together if you'd like so grateful is just like clean old classic American American (laughs) good old guy on girl American porn that wasn't anything weird that was just it was just like anyways are you trying to yuck someone's yum right now That's anyway, a horrible never, way to I've say that. I've never heard it said like That's that. That's a horrible way to say I've never that. heard it said like that my whole never, life. You ever heard someone say, yuck your yum? No, oh never. Oh. <laughs> never. Need to be more chronically online more. Um, Chronically online more. Anyways, <laughs> this is the Mario Kart sheet. I've com- Mar- Mario Party sheet. I've completed it uh, because we're doing an emulator there's an emulator order which we have to go in so the way that we've decided to do it is we're doing all the one stars in order that they're presented and then we'll go to the two stars so we've done dk jungle and then we've jumped down to rainbow uh, rainbow castle and oh so you're gonna go like mario party one two three four five six seven eight one two three four hmm. five six seven eight one jesus christ so yeah, so we're gonna do all this, all these ones, and then we're gonna go to Mario Party two, then three, then four, then do that. Um, each column here's your results, here's your stars, here's your coins, and then we're gonna do a final. T- I'll do a pivot table and figure that out in twenty years when we're done. And <laughs> are you changing up characters between games? Because not all the character rosters are the same. In no, every game. no, no, and and that's why I'm noting it per game because yeah, okay, like I'm not, I wouldn't be Luigi in a later one. I'd probably be somebody somebody more dumb uh, or fun to somebody play. more dumb <laughs> someone yeah. you're not luigi <laughs> more dumb than luigi um so like these are the six here so th- we're not counting that and then because well after the after the first game we looked at the stat board and then they're giving stats on everything like how mm-hmm. many times did you hit a red space a blue space a green space the special one it's in the i'm like do I track all this? Like, do I start? <laughs> oh, at, do no. I just do all of this? The answer is no. No, it, and that <laughs> is the correct answer because those those spaces are not universal across all the Mario parties. Yeah, like you don't. You don't. They're not. They don't translate over. Not every game has the chance time. Exactly. The so, but the star. And... But the stars and the coins are. So that yeah. we're tracking. So this is pretty much going to be the template for all. That's going to change slightly, but this is a template for them going forward. So that was on my. Um, that we played this the first first one we actually had to do in two sittings we thought we took longer but then this one we started and we thought we would take more than one sitting but we got it done in one night we just hey. we just blasted right through it so uh, i did that um it might be a while before we get back to it because one of the it's tax season one of the guys in the group is an accountant and he is Ooh. super busy 
So you guys still can't see my screen, right? Nope. What are you okay. doing on there now? I just I have a I just have some emails. folder that he found I, on your computer. Yeah, I just have some emails open. <laughs> he took copies, threw them on his OneDrive. Yeah. Um I did a digital board game called Scythe, which is really fun. I actually hope one day we can play the physical when Ryan gets a board game setup going somewhere at his place. I'm ready now, man. Uh, my bro, I went over to my brother's place and we did gears of, we finally finished the, cause he, he's wanted, he wants to rebuild his lost achievements because he changed accounts and he wants all his achievements back. So we're replaying a bunch of games that he needs. So I played gears of war with him. And Wait, why did he change accounts? Because he didn't listen to me when I told him how to fucking change his email on his Microsoft account. And, he, and he did it ass backwards. He made another account instead of making an alias, making it a primary then getting rid of the old one. He then just made a whole new account. And then he's like, oh, I, I want my achievement back. It's like, okay, well, now you got to go. If he was only a Stargate fan, he would have known to do that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. Only Stargate fans know how to do that? <laughs> it's, so, it's a specific so it, in joke. <laughs> yeah, uh, the dozen people out there would have will know. Oh, no, come on. I love in jokes. I'd love to be part of one one day. So him and so him and I are going to replay through all the Gears of War co-op. He, we're all, I'm also going to go and play through the Resident Evil Five and Six co-op with him because he needs those as well. So it's like, well, if I'm going to play Resident Evil Five and I have a Steam Deck, I want to see how Resident Evil Four plays on this. So I'm going to replay the the Vintage Four and which Vintage Four. <laughs> The PC port of Ooh. Resident Evil 4. Not even the Wii? Damn. I don't have, actually, I don't have that. Co- I had a copy of it. I don't know what happened to it. GameCube? So, yeah, I never had a GameCube one. I have, I have a PS2. PS2. I have a PS2 <laughs> version, but that's in the storage. PS3? PS4? I have a P. Uh, let, me, you know, let me look at my, let me look at my game. Spreadsheet. Let me take a look at my spreadsheet. Too many goddamn versions of that game. Yeah. And the Wii one is probably, I think, is the most well-received one. I think mm-hmm. like, it's a very popular one. I like the Wii one. Resident Evil 4. Let's do a search. There it is. I love spreadsheets. So I have Resident Evil 4. What the fuck is this? Eight times over. Resident Evil. Wait, were you screaming for somebody? Hello? Was it? No, some. Hmm. All of his spreadsheets were deleted. Oh, no. Hold on. Let me, I may have not refreshed it. No, God, no. This is, <laughs> this is backed up to high hell. Excel files are no longer valid on Microsoft yeah. Excel. If you try to open one, it de- terminates it. <laughs> I would be very, I would be very upset. Um, I think there is a, I think it might have been filtered out into something else. I think, the, I don't think I have a colon in it. I have to go find it. But I have Resident Evil 4 on PlayStation. Uh, I had a Wii one. I dissolved that one because I don't have it anymore. I have it on Steam now. Dissolved it. <laughs> and then I have Resident Evil 4 Platinum on iOS. There is a clunky port of it, like a, like a truncated, skimmed down version of it on iOS, which I actually don't think is even playable anywhere. I don't even think it will download to any device. But that is um, 
I need to get rid of this platinum title. What's going on here? He's, he's just, <laughs> just making an amendment. Uh, so yeah, so I'm gonna I'll be playing Rising Wolf for it before I do that. That's on my. There's a remake that came out, so I'm playing the original. Go figure. And then my brother was complaining that he still couldn't be ca- uh, Dracula on Castlevania, so I loaded up on my Steam Deck and I just started ripping through Castlevania to prove to him how easy it is to to get to <laughs> how bad to he is. Oh. <laughs> I actually, I didn't even like, I didn't even end up, uh, I got to the fifth stage death and I didn't even end up finishing it, but I kind of ripped through it. So that was me. Uh, I I feel like I've been saying the same. I've turned to day Toronto. I have the same games every, uh, every week now. It's just overwatch Fortnite, and Hogwarts legacy. And I'm a little concerned because I need to get on to resident evil four to finish that off before Jedi Survivor comes out in like two weeks. So mm. uh, I might be doing a lot oh. of gaming this weekend. That's something. Kayla and I have been playing uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order together, actually. That game is, uh, it's like surprisingly it's good. Solid. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's good. Um, even, and she doesn't play a lot of games, but she's even really enjoying like the combat in it and stuff. Which Story I just want to. Yeah. And the characters are good. She didn't, I didn't think it would be one of those things that she would take to, but she really enjoys it. Um, that game is so buggy though. Holy crap, that game has so many issues. <laughs> oh my god. I don't know if it's just that we're playing it on the PS5, but it's uh like enemies like will spot us and then fall through the ground, or like we'll do jumps and the platforming is really janky. I remember the AI like being weird. Um they they kind of acted pretty weird, but I don't remember like bugs. But yeah, you like what you were saying, like just the weird NPCs and uh some of the walls are kind of hard to maneuver and stuff. Yeah, platform is kind of janky. I mean, overall, it's like 90, 95% of the time it works totally mm-hmm. well and it like looks good and stuff. So it's, yeah. I forgive it. It's a, it's a game. I don't put like Star Wars games as like the cream of the crop of their Excuse genre. Excuse me. But, uh, Oof. yeah, they're pretty good. So, um, yeah, so that's it for me. Um, and we're going to close out tonight's episode, um, with this another song re- with a return to my recurring segment. What porno game is trending on Steam? Um, sorry, sorry. Just to clarify, I figured out the Resident Evil Four uh, okay. discrepancy. <laughs> just I have to make this announcement. Um, first off, I'd like to note that in Steam they renamed Resident Evil Four to Resident Evil Four Two Thousand Five. They gave it its they gave it at the parentheses for its year, which is interesting. Anyways, the Resident Evil Four <laughs> for PlayStation is actually under the Resident Evil The Essentials Collection. It is a bundle. Which has a barcodeless version of Outbreak, Code Veronica X, and Resident Evil Four. Barcodeless. So if you if you go on the back, there's instead of the barcode, which would be normally found on it, there's a not for resale version. Ah. So those three are together as one package on my PS2. Mystery solved. Everyone can sleep soundly tonight. Uh, when right. you first interrupted Ryan, I absolutely thought you were going to say, wait, 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 the reason why that game is in my library is because. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's thought... open at nine in your list there, Adrian. <laughs> friends, thought, who, uh... friends who played this. just. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say which uh, video in Matt's folder is trending. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, open at nine. Now, this is the little description. This is in quotes. It says massive debt, a shabby brothel. And a naughty succubus. This is all I get for defeating the demon god. End quote. <laughs> Wait, is that was that the whole title? That's like setting up the story of the game. 
Okay. And then it says, hire monster girls to attract customers and pay off your debts. Don't forget to give your girls lots of hands-on job training. I'll take is... games that are a dime a dozen in Japan for 400, yeah. Alex. <laughs> um, mature content description. All characters depicted are over the age of 20. And then it says content warning. Open at 9 contains Pazuri and Blowjob. Ooh. All right. I love when there game feature Blowjob. That is the current trending porno game on Steam. So you go check nice. it out if you want. Hashtag right. not sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Tim. People can see you streaming. They can see me streaming uh, Open at 9 or whatever it's called at yeah. <laughs> uh, twitch.tv slash oh, the sidetrack. Right? It wasn't <laughs> it porno enough. We needed more nudie mods <laughs> for the game. Every character is always nude. That's the mod. Um, twitch.tv slash the sidetrack. Like I said, it's Zelda fever. I'm doing everything Zelda up until the release of Tears of the Kingdom, at which point I will be doing all Tears of the Kingdom. Unsurprisingly, if that's your bag, you can check it out. Like I said, twitch.tv slash sidetrack where we are always open. And then you can see us uh, Wednesdays, 9-ish, twitch.tv slash media. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for listening. Peace.